Well, this morning is about a heart of thankfulness, and I want to share a couple scriptures, and then basically the mics are going out into the audience, okay? I stop speaking, and you guys start. And we do that a couple times a year, and uh, it's, it's just one of the greatest Sundays that we have. So that's what today is about, is thanking God for who he is and what he does. And here's just a couple verses that help frame that, that this is such a biblical thing that we're going to be doing right now. And it's awesome. So just a couple points. The Lord, we should be thanking the Lord with all of our heart. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Whenever you think of anything good, anything worthy, anything lovely, anything praiseworthy, it comes from God. He's the originator. He's the gift giver. Psalm 9.1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. You have so many things that we can thank the Lord for. Top of the list for sure is our salvation, that Jesus came on a rescue mission to bring us back to God the Father, to forgive us and to come live in our life through the Holy Spirit. You think of that, and how grateful does that make your heart this morning? You could think of a bunch of challenges or a trial or this issue but above and beyond all that, can you say in your heart, Lord, thanks for rescuing me. We should have fun recounting, as this verse says, recounting all of the wonderful deeds of the Lord. You know, there's so many, right? We could start making this list in our, in our mind. You know, start with the basic stuff. You're breathing right now. You walked in here. You're talking. You're hearing. You're seeing. You're relating. You're working. You're sitting in a good church. There's air conditioning. <laughs> you have clothes on. Good thing. And you could have picked from anything in your wardrobe. You have more food than you really, you couldn't eat all the food that you have in your house, even right now probably in a month. And yet you get to choose more and you drive cars and you have businesses and friends and family and you just, the list goes on, right? We need to be a people with our whole heart that recount the wonderful deeds of the Lord. Not half-heartedly. Man, how many, how many Christians, let alone people that may not know Christ, how many Christians do you know that walk around just half full? They got some issue that kind of is always defining them as a person. Some issue, some burden, and yet, you know, they have so much that they could thank God about and speak of those things, and yet they come across kind of as the half-empty person rather than being full in Christ. So for Christians, it's not are you half-empty or half-full. That's not the question. The question is are you full? Because in Christ, you're given every spiritual blessing in him. And he's going to meet all your needs. Are you full? Are you overflowing? Would you call yourself an overflowing Christian? I'm so thankful. I, I just recount what God's doing in my life, where I came from. Oh, my goodness, where I came from. And then he's rescued me and the good things that he's bringing me and teaching me and doing and the challenges that I know God's in, that challenge with me. Do you overflow? Because I don't think it's biblical to say, well, you're half empty or half full. Yeah, it's more pleasant to be around someone who sees the glass as half full instead of half empty. But how about a person who just sees the goodness of God in all the things of life, even the trials? That's the way we can walk with God. Not half-hearted, wholehearted. I will thank the Lord with my whole heart. There's a book called The Thousand Gifts by Ann Voskamp. And she writes, God gives the gifts, we give the thanks. I love that. He's the good, the good gift giver, right? He gives the gifts. We give the, the thanks. But do we? Or do we get kind of wrapped up in, well, what do I still need from God? And what about this next issue that I need him to solve? And we get wrapped up in the what ifs and the what needs to come rather than what is currently and all that God's doing in my life and all he has provided. Thank the Lord with your whole heart. 
Secondly, thank the Lord every day. Daniel 6.10. What a great model he is. Daniel got down on his knees. How many times a day? Daniel got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. What a model. How often do you get down on your knees and thank God? How often are you so captured with the overflow of his love for you? We sang about it, right? His blessing, his provision, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your friends, your your life. And you just get on your knees and you just say, God, thank you so much. We don't do that because for some reason we think we earned it ourselves, or we have the strength to go make that money in our job. And we just kind of get self-focused instead of Godward focused. Thank the Lord every day. Three times, sure, why not? How about six times? How about you're going through your day, you're walking in the park, you're, you're with your child, you're changing the diaper, you're changing the oil in your car, you're on a run, you're going crazy at work, and you just thank the Lord. Not my favorite day, but God, you're my favorite, favorite person, and you're with me through this, and we thank him all day long. But surely take times where you just pour your heart out, get on your knees. I pray, you know, as we're in this season especially, you get on your knees and pray. Talk to the Lord. Build intimacy with him. You know what builds intimacy with God is when you start thanking him for who he is and all he's doing. Not what he's yet to do, but that's awesome because it's going to be good too. What he's currently doing right now in your life, look, pick an area. Just pick an area and just start going at it. Just, Lord, I just think of my marriage. And yeah, it's not perfect, but Lord, thank you for this and that. And you think of your kids, like, well, they have a long way to go and this one's troubling right now. Or, yeah, but thank them for each of your kids. You know, thank them for your parents. Well, they're not perfect parents after. So, yeah, but thank them. Those are the parents God gave you and he's going to work and they're providing for you and they love you with an undying love. Your parents will do anything for you. Likely, right? You have so much you could say, Man, I just let it flow. Get on your knees. Cry out. Be a Daniel. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I know one thing for sure, before we really need to know his will about what the next step is, or should I do this job, or take this relationship on, or do whatever, there's something that's a lot more basic than that. He already says is his will. And what's that? What does he already say is his will? Before you worry about something else's as well, what's the basic thing right here in this verse? What is his will in this verse? This is good Bible study methods, okay? So work with me. What is it? Giving thanks in all circumstances. That is his will, and he specifically said it like that, so we'd go, oh, you mean I need to be a person of gratitude and thanksgiving? It should overflow. Well, not this week. Are you kidding? You know what just happened? You know what I'm walking into? You no. In all circumstances, at all times, when you are flying high and just enjoying life, you feel like you're on top of the world, you go, Jesus was responsible for those good gifts and this joy I'm feeling. But wow, this relationship is kind of not where it should be, and it's hurtful, and it's even in that, you say, Lord, in this circumstance, I'm giving you thanks. Not for it, because there might be some sin or some evil or something difficult. Yeah, But in it, I can thank you. In it, all those other things are still awesome in my life. And so thank you, Lord. And thank you that you'll give me wisdom. You said you'll give me your compassion for this situation. I have the forgiveness and the grace of Christ, and I need to express it to that person. So thank you, Lord. So if you're thinking of a circumstance, here's the best question. Where is God in all of that for you? Where is God in that set of circumstances right now for you? Where is he in that? Because he is with you. 
He's not watching from a distance. He's right here. He lives in you through the Holy Spirit. When people talk about, I got this issue, oh, it's just so hard, or this, you know, and they're describing it and then go on and on. And really, the best question, if you love someone, is to eventually listen to them, ask them questions, but where's God in all of that for you? Like, how are you lifting your heart and your focus and your mind to God to ask him for his perspective of how you should live out his will in those circumstances? Great question. Thank the Lord with all your heart. Thank the Lord every day. Thank the Lord in the gathering, and that's what we're going to do right now. Psalm 100, verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Psalm 109, With my mouth I will give great thanks to the Lord. I will praise him in the midst of the throng. I love that word, the throng. We're the throng, right? We're the people of God. We don't have temples anymore. That was Old Testament. The priests were there. The people of God would gather to give their praise and their offering. They came with a full heart. They would never come actually without an offering to give even financially of their resources, their grain or their, their produce or their animals. They always brought the first fruits and they brought their hearts and they, they entered into the outer courts and then closer to the, to the, uh, the inner court in the Holy of Holies where only the high priest would go and but they brought their sacrifice or praise. It was just normal walking with God, being a God-fear, being a, a good Jew, being a follower of his commands. And now we have Christ. And he said that now we're the temple because his spirit, instead of dwelling in the temple, dwells in a Christian's life, in our body. Our, his Holy Spirit comes in and dwells us. We're called the temple. We're living stones put together, right, to lift up and praise him. But you're... His temple, he said that. That's kind of trippy, right? You're his temple. Every single one of you that know Christ. His Holy Spirit lives in you, and he wants praise to erupt in you. Praise and prayer and the word, and that's what you would say churches do. Well, you're like mini church, if you will. You're one person of the body of Christ, and when we gather in the throng like this, it only makes sense to give him praise, to let it come off our lips, to thank him. He's the head of the church. We're each individual members of his body. Bodies work best when all the members hang out together and stay connected, right? If your foot takes a vacation on you, it's kind of hard to do anything, right? Do you ever get something that goes numb? You don't know what, you hit something, or a funny bone, you're like, oh, and you're like, ah, you lose. Oh, it's just like, it's like, no, you want all the members of the body to do what they're supposed to do. Christ is the head, we're members of his body. One of the greatest things we could ever do is to praise him and thank him for what he's doing in our lives. And to be that, that body that gives thanks, that has thanksgiving and praise falling from our lips. One little story, and then we're going to jump in. There's a story in Luke 17 about 10 lepers that were cleansed by Jesus. One comes back to thank him. The other nine didn't. Jesus says, where are the other nine? He goes, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? The one that returned wasn't even a Jew. Think about that. The ones that should know better got cleansed of leprosy, which affected their whole life. They're a complete outcast in society. And they're healed and given now hope and life again. Nine of them said, like, check yeah later. So grateful. Not really, though, because I'm going to go live my life instead of returning to the one that cleansed him and gave him life. Let's not be the nine. Don't let yourself be counted as one of the nine. If you've been one of the nine, just 
right now in your heart to say, Lord, I've been one of the nine. I'm not a grateful person. I don't speak up about what God's done. I, I tend not to recount his deeds very much. And I don't know, I'm kind of that half empty. I should be overflowing. God's done so much. You know what? Forgive me, Lord, for being one of the nine. I'm going to be the one that returns and gives you thanks. We talk about coming to the gathering. It's not the building, it's the church, the gathering, the throng. Come to this gathering. We shouldn't neglect it, Scripture says. And we come together to give him praise. We're going to do that right now. You ready? It's going to take some courage.